Hello and welcome to another podcast. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jason. I'm Judy. And this is uh, the once over. This is the once over. Um, so once we're giving a once over to Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Oh man, not so final because uh, what are we at now? Like 12 or something? I think there are like six more, like yeah. the, at least. Yeah. This um, is the... Maybe there's like nine in total. I don't remember how many there are in total. We should probably know this. Um, I think, well, you get to X and then that's there in space, right? So, I mean, it's only downhill from there. Like, Jason, I fully intend to watch more of these. I think, I think it's really important. I, I, like, this is the thing about these movies is like, they're not good, but I don't oh. mind watching them. You, wait, sorry, what were you just saying? They're not good, but you don't mind watching them? Yeah, they're like, especially these ones that were made in the 80s have their own kind of like weird, campy 80s charm where like, there's no logic, there's no characterization, there's no reason why these movies should exist, but yet they do, and <laughs> I don't mind them. There's 12 of them, P.S. 12. Yeah, there are 12 of these movies. Yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean. Like, they're very, uh, there's no reason that they should have been super successful, but at the time, like, this kind of slasher thing didn't really exist. Like not in, well, well, so this was kind of going off the success of Halloween. Like Halloween was 1978 and Friday 13th part one is 1980. So that's the idea. I mean, so you and I watch a lot of really garbage horror movies, Mm -hmm. slasher movies from the eighties. Yeah. And so when you watch that, you can, when you put Friday the 13th next to it, as bad as Friday the 13th is, it's in another league. It's in another caliber of, of film watching experience when you compare it to the schlocky, drecky. Like, this is like at least, you know, it sustains your attention for 90 minutes, whereas the other ones are like, it was maybe a 30-minute idea stretched across, you know, the runtime. And this is sort of like, they're kind of boring, but they're... <laughs> Their the production values are 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 strong enough that like it makes sense why it's ninety minutes. I love I love your description. It's kind of boring, but the production oh. value. I mean, okay, like this is the same the same problem I had with the other Friday the Thirteenth movies. It's like they only start figuring things out in like the final third of the movie. No, you're right. That's it. It is a very interesting concept especially considering this is the fourth movie and it's the same formula every time it's always about teenagers going to crystal lake and in this sense they change it up a bit because it's also they're not at the camp at crystal lake they're obviously at like a, a cottage that they're renting on the other side of the lake or something it's not ever clear where exactly they are but they must be um because they say Crystal Beach and the rest of the movie take place at Crystal Lake. So I'm just guessing it's like a cottage somewhere else. This is the first time they've introduced another family staying next door who aren't part of the horny teenage group. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So this is the first time they've introduced that. But still, yeah, Jason starts picking them off one by one. They only realize that near the end, usually there are a couple of survivors. Or, or actually, no, usually it's just one. And yeah. it's a girl, and there's the scene that happens in every single one of these movies thus far. It literally always ends with a girl waking up in a hospital bed. She's like 
usually like, you know, disoriented. Um, and she's basically flanked by a elderly doctor and a middle-aged police officer, both white males looking down at her being like, we didn't find anyone else in there. There was no boy in the water. Where's who, whatever my boyfriend's name is. No sign of him. What about Jason? Who? You've had quite the ordeal, young lady. You need some rest. Like they all fucking do that. Time for your Thorazine. Seriously, like they all, they never believe the girl. Right. It's always the same scene at the end of every single movie. So yeah, that's, sorry, I just had to point that out because it happened no, I mean, again. This is, and, and like, this is the kind of, I'm, and I'm not sure if this is a trope that they started, but it's that kind of like, oh wait, was it all a dream? Or like, is there more to come? And um, Do you think that any of these endings ever imply that it was all a dream? No, sorry. I was just thinking of like the Wizard of Oz kind of like, and you were there and you were there and Jason was there too. Oh my God. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, again, like, yeah, they don't figure it out until like the, an hour has passed in the movie. And by that time it's too late for them to have any sort of real kind of, um, exploration or understanding about it because you already have to have the final chase and then that denouement scene that you're that you're talking about so really there's only like three or four minutes of actual like exposition or or lore building in any of these movies and the rest of it is just people kind of putting themselves into the positions that are going to get them killed within 90 minutes and that's it. That's all that ever happens in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're all extremely formulaic. It is the same thing. I've seen, okay, so I have seen Jason Takes Manhattan and I saw it actually before I saw the rest of them. So oh. um, I think I saw it first. Yeah. Or, or maybe, maybe I saw the, maybe I saw part one and then Jason Takes Manhattan. Either way, that movie sticks in my mind really well. And that one completely departs from the formula. But right. actually, no, it doesn't. Not completely departs. Um, the location is different. Um, the location is extremely different. Um, Mechanics mm -hmm. of this. I mean, one thing that I was really cognizant of while I was watching this that I, I didn't really notice in the other ones was like, there is so much sex in this movie. This one had the, had the most, not even the most sex, because there are a lot of sex scenes in the other movies, but this one just had the most sexual innuendo yes, over sexualization of everyone. Every I talk, like it was kind of nuts. Every single scene in this movie had some sort of sexual reference in it. Sexual, whether it was explicit sexual dialogue it's or true. some sort of like sexual reference, even to the point of like the, one of the first victims is eating a banana and then has this like weird, like, erotic moment yeah. of squeezing the banana to death you know unfazed by the fact that like there has been multiple mass murders that have taken place one right after the other and they're just like let's go camping <laughs> i and mean it's just like, i mean they did that in part two and part three but, but at least in part two they weren't like on the on the eve of a massacre right like they didn't know yeah. Whereas no, in right. this one, it's like they 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 
go out of their way with a really long tracking shot at the beginning of the movie to tell you part three just happened. Yes. Like there's a lot of dead people here. Yes. And not only and that. Just like, the cops aren't, when, when Jason breaks out, the cops aren't like, oh my God, we need to like, you know. Alert people. Alert people. Go grab people from this area. Like at least in Halloween when like, um, um, Michael is loose. They like warn the town, you know, this is just yeah, like, yeah. no, everyone's on their own. It doesn't matter. That's There's true. no police like, presence. Never, yeah. This is what I meant. I actually brought up this point as we were watching when the hitchhiker guy is all like, look at the news, Jason escapes. And it's like, this is an hour into the movie. None of you even mentioned him before, before this. Yeah. You didn't know yeah. that it was a risk. Well, and he didn't even meant like the hitchhiker didn't even mention this until after he got spooked and like saw saw Jason, and it was just like exactly. wouldn't never mentioned it. And, oh, and, and it really felt like they rewrote his character because it, it it was sort of like all of a sudden he's like, and now I'm looking for for Jason. Like that yeah, was my plan so, all along, and you're no, just that's like exactly it. Like I was like, what do you mean? Did I miss something? And and then the and the girl's like, yeah, Jason killed your sister, and I'm just like, what? What sister? Yeah. I which, who's your sister? It's, it's almost like they went back in and realized that this movie had nothing to do with with any of the other ones. And so they just like shot a few extra scenes where they're like walking in the woods and saying like, oh, here's how this relates to the rest of the of the film series. I, I think you might be right. I, I can't think of any other reason why Jason is like never really mentioned by any of them up until that point, even though at that at this point, obviously, like people have been killed off already. Don't they know where they are? Like it's, oh, and, and like, why, so why does that happen? And more importantly, the beginning where it's a scene of a campfire and this is a scene from part two. It's all the characters from part two at a campfire. No, not characters from part three, characters from part two at a campfire. <laughs> uh, because I, I recognize the blonde girl um, and, the, and the guy and they're sitting around the campfire recounting all of the kill counts from parts one, two, and three. Yes. You notice the scenes from part three. And I'm like, why, why is this happening? Were they just reusing a clip? And like, what were they trying to say? I loved it. I loved it. I thought I mean, it, was it was the most best. exciting part of the movie. It was, it was like a yes, super was, trailer. It was of like the, the first best like movies. five minutes of the movie. It was great. I loved it. I thought, like I, they they managed to actually make me jump again at the ending of, of part one when when the little boy jumps out of the water, right? Like that, and then they like threw it back in, and I actually jumped because I was not expecting to have that scene shown again. Yeah, well, because you've seen it, right? You, so you like, that's yeah, we didn't watch that one together, but yeah, but yeah. So they have all that, and then they just then go on with the movie as if none of that ever happened. Yes, that is exactly what has happened in the beginning of part two and the beginning of part three. Oh no, at the beginning of part three, I'm pretty sure the girl from part two wakes up yeah. and just like gets, walks around and like gets killed or something. I think she gets killed. Uh, that might be part three, but I think it also happens in part two, doesn't it? I can't remember. It's possible that it does. And, and I felt like, uh, I just remember in part three thinking like, oh, I thought the movie was going to be like about her. I know they all blend into each other. They really blend in because they're the, they're all the same movie basically. Well, so like we were watching this movie and like, 
I was paying pretty close attention, but there were times where I was like, wait, is this the same day that, yes, they, I know what you mean. that they met? Is this the same day they went swimming? Like there was like the, the, the mother character comes back from a run in the middle of the night in a rainstorm and you is like- You never see the mom again. You never see the mom again. She, does I was she really disappointed. She, like, I'm assuming she's dead, but I thought it was like, uh, that because, because they didn't actually show her being killed. And I thought it was like, she was going to show up at the last minute. Anyways, so like, she comes back in from a run in the rain and she's like calling to her kids and stuff and wondering why no one's answering. And I was like, didn't she just tuck her kid into bed and like, go like or is this a different day and then I was like wait a minute I actually can't tell these scenes apart anymore and that's yeah. a problem <laughs> so shit. it it's it's um like why was the mother in that movie like it's such a weird like the mother is a random character because like I guess it only I think she's only been there in the movie maybe for like exposition to be honest because like it doesn't make sense not exposition for anything in the plot but in terms of uh, an explanation for why, um, you know, because the sister even says like, oh, my parents split up and we just wanted to come here to get away from things. Like, so I think that's like, the the mother's like a vehicle. Yeah, but like, why not even just have, because they get rid of her pretty quickly. So why not even just be like- I think she lasted for a while, but she's literally always running. But she's in like like, two scenes, isn't she? Or maybe she's in more. She's in multiple scenes. Like, but- Literally, it's just like she doesn't ever even seem aware of oh. Jason or the fact that there are murders happening. She's shown running and then yeah. hanging out in the kitchen and then running and then kissing her son goodnight and then maybe like running in the rain or whatever. Like that's it. That's her whole role. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's, it's just weird. She never even gets killed. Maybe she doesn't get killed because she's just like a mom, you know, and oh. Jason's obsessed with his mother. I wonder if they shot it and then just didn't use it or something. But it's extremely possible that that happened. It's um okay. So okay, let's talk about the kills. We've we've delayed long enough. Let's talk about the kills. I uh, think the kills in this are magnificent, wonderfully gruesome. Yeah, they're they're really quite something. They're they're like they're really creative. Um, I feel like every kill was kind of different. From yeah. every other one and I was impressed by a lot of them like the one where the guy has his face like pressed into the sh- tiles in the shower that was like that was really horrible and I, I it was just pretty crazy yeah it was it was it was it was great um I, I felt they did a really good job of cutting right before it started to look fake or gratuitous so it actually kind of yeah, like amplified true. like it was just enough that I was like please this is actually making me uncomfortable like watching someone's face get crushed in I know and um, that's what's so effective about like those types of a like the older effects yeah. where there is some CGI being used but at the same time a lot of it is just like prop and makeup and like it actually yeah. looks more realistic to us because of what it's not really showing we've talked yeah. about this before like because it cuts away at the right time yeah and shows I mean I don't I don't think they were using any CGI in 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 that movie but the but there but when I say C, like oh, sorry when I say CGI I'm more just thinking like some kind of like post production editing where they've like oh, sped right. something up and smoothed something out like okay that's what I mean it's still a prop 
Yeah. I well so that like with, with the one where his, he's being crushed in the shower, I was like not actually sure if it was like the the actor's face for a while and then I it still is for, It is for a bit. They always switch it out for something. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, it was like it was actually really effective. Yeah. Um yeah, like even the ones where I was like that's obviously got to be a puppet because you mm-hmm. you can't um or a maquette or whatever because you you can't do that to someone's body. Yeah. Um I was kind of like, there was a moment of like, oh, is this actually the act? Like, how are they doing this effect? And so I thought that was actually really effective. Um, And I think that is also goes back to what I was saying about like, you can tell that this is a different class of horror movie. Yeah. Because the effect, the the death effects are so convincing Mm -hmm. Um, and really gruesome and like just really horrible ways, ways to die. And I always wonder what that says about me that I enjoy Oh, but I enjoy it too. I I think it's creative. I think a lot of people, I've always been fascinated by like uh, the deaths that occur in these old movies ever since I saw that movie Demons from like 1980, I think. Or is it earlier? It's 1985. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time that I saw a movie like this. Like actually, it was my first one. And I was like, well, not only like, like my first Italian horror, bad, good movie (laughs) of this genre I think I'd ever seen. And the special effects in here were so amazing. Like I was just really impressed by like all the different things they were able to do. Yeah. In this movie. Like, look at that. (laughs) Amazing. Just, just in case uh, you listeners would like to know, I just showed Jason a picture of a, a scene like a screen cap from uh, from demons and it it's it's absolutely gruesome it's like it's amazing yeah but the, yeah um, anyway italian horror amazing weird gruesome creepy stuff okay let's talk about that ending with cory feldman oh my god yeah that's the most fucked up thing about this whole movie that like i don't even understand so cory feldman is this totally normal kid except he has like a huge fascination with like creepy monster masks and what else was in his room other than the creepy monster masks weapons or something or no not not that um there was something else i remember like something else that he was super obsessed with oh yeah that weird like snake hand oh yeah snake dragon hand and i was like did you make all of these like i'm kind of confused like, I, yeah, I, was, I, I think he made them all, but I was like, where the hell did he get the material? Anyways, it's fine. It doesn't matter. I mean, matter. it's not Nothing supposed to be logical. I, I almost thought that all of those masks would like... Um, Pay off? Like, yeah, play some sort of role in the movie. Like, why did they uh, get a bunch of very realistic, pretty good, like, monster masks and place them all around a bedroom for one scene? Do you think it was the effects company had all of this laying around and they were like, can we put this in the movie to like showcase some of our really inventive. It's um, very possible because there's a very, very long scene of hitchhiker guy looking at a mask. I was like, why is, why is this going on for so long? But so, okay. So his sister is being like chased around and murdered and his brilliant solution is to go to the bathroom and shave his head. Yeah, um, extremely badly shave his head. It looks creepy as fuck. He literally only shaves the top of it 
and leaves a bunch of creepy, gross, stray hairs all over it. I don't understand how, when he's shaving, he gets as far as shaving. Like, first he starts, he takes scissors and cuts as much of his hair off as possible. We, we don't see the transition. We pretty yeah. much just see him cutting a few hairs, and then we literally see a razor and him, like, <laughs> razoring his hair but for some reason he's missed random spots and the bottom is completely there still it's so fucking oh my god and then he comes downstairs suddenly he's way paler he's wearing like dark makeup on his eyes and his lips are kind of pink Did you yeah he's got like his mother's makeup on and it's like norman bates and psycho at the end was he trying to be jason's mom like i don't understand <laughs> I, I didn't know what he was doing. I don't. So I I get that they were trying to like echo back to the inventive solution in part two, where she pretends to be Jason's mother to like get him to like calm his rage. But, this, but what, was what the not, fuck was it? Was he like? Because he's like, like Jason, remember, remember? Do you remember that you were like a little boy that looked like this? And Jason's like, yes. Yes, I do remember that I was a little boy that looked like this. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know. I do. He, like, stops his rampage and, like, looks at him. And, and I'm just like, what's your game plan here? Like, what is, like, luckily the sister, like, picks up the machete and starts, like, whack him, whacking yeah. him with it. But it's like, where was this going to go? Like, were you going to go, like hang out in the room or something like well listen to listen to this entry for like on wikipedia for how it describes the ending of the movie like i won't read the whole thing but basically it just says that like tommy disguises himself to look like jason as a child distracts him uh after he collapses on the floor he continues to hack his body screaming die at the hospital, Trish is visited by Tommy. He runs and embraces her and gives her a disturbed look while staring at the camera. That's it. There's no, yeah. like, explanation for, like, um, why, why Jason, dis- or sorry, why uh, Tommy Jarvis is Corey Feldman's name, but he's Corey Feldman. Why he decides that shaving his head to look like a fucking creepy little alien yeah. that make Jason think that that's himself as a child I didn't get no. that part. But the weirdest thing is that it worked. It, <laughs> you're right. It worked. You're absolutely right. It fucking worked. Um, and then also he's like super pale all of a sudden, and like I <laughs> make like not even eye makeup. He just looks like they look like he tr- they tried to make him sick, trying to actually remind himself of Jason as a child when he was dead and coming out of that boat. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that was what he was going but, for. I mean, it's and just one of those... no explanation for why no. Corey Feldman just like becomes evil or something. I mean, I guess so. In my mind, it was like they, for whatever reason, decided they didn't want to do any more Jason movies. I'm guessing this is like their thought process. Well, and they're like, I tell you, let's let's restart with Corey Feldman's character now being a new mass murderer crazy person and then that way we can still keep doing these like jason movies but um it's no longer jason because the i feel like the audience was kind of like you can't keep damaging this this person like this and keep it plausible like i think like 
Corey Feldman's character is now a new serial killer somehow. No, he's not. He's not, though. Is he in another one? Yes. So I just read. Oh. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't really be reading. Not that not that there's any spoiling, but spoiling. But he is actually in the next two movies. Okay, well, now we need to watch them. But, so. but, he's, but not Corey Feldman. This is what I read, which was really funny. I just wanted to see if he was in any more movies. And it literally was just like, the next one is called Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. And it says that uh, high, highest number of on-screen murders, aside from its gore and violence, it's become known for its explicit nudity and sex scenes, as well as frequent drug use. Uh, behind the scenes of the film, the production crew was also plagued with hardcore drug use. The film features a cameo appearance from Corey Feldman. <laughs> so I don't get it. It's somebody else playing the same character. But Corey Feldman shows up. Shows up. So I don't really get it. Um, <laughs> pretty weird. And it was made the year after. All these movies mm. were pumped out like almost every year. Yeah. It and shows. then apparently, uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know who the masked killer is in this movie because the movie after that is called Jason Lives. So like I don't know what that means. Does he die? It's it's very confusing, but I think we need to continue. <laughs> we need to we're invested now. Um I'm invested in this. Like it's yeah. I mean, no. I also also the movie was remade in 2009 as a reboot, but no one cares about that one. It's terrible. You've seen it. I've seen it recently yeah. even. It's just like, it's unlikable characters doing unlikable things for 90 minutes and um, no one can figure anything out about what's going on until it's too late. And then the movie ends after a a dramatic chase scene. And it's just like, okay. The thing is, I don't ever want to see a movie like this updated. It's like, part of the the problem has to stay in the 80s. Yeah, all of the, because then they start using a lot of CGI effects to do the kills, right? So it's not, you're not not like, oh, wow. You're not like, oh, wow, that's actually really clever, like, makeup, like, or really clever animatronics. Like, you don't appreciate it in the same way because you're just. Yeah, you're just like, oh, it's a computer graphic, like, whatever. There's no, there's no, like, I don't know. You don't get the sense of, like, a Tom Savini or something, like, just gleefully in the background like you can just almost sense them behind the camera like oh my god i can't believe this shot just worked yeah um, exactly. you don't get that you just get like just this like and it doesn't even look more it's not like it looks more real it actually looks more fake because they like over accentuated in the in the movie and it's just like anyways that's that's i agree i agree i i have the exact same feeling about cgi in movies especially like these because these movies are only enjoyable because you get to look at the effects. At least the kills are very enjoyable for me because I'm just like, oh, like, how did they do that? Like, yeah. that's what I think about a lot of the time because a lot of these scenes, I'm just like, oh, that was cool. Like, that took a lot of work to get that shot that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's this, like, simultaneous, like, you want to watch because you want to see the craftsmanship, but you don't want to watch because it's so disturbing that you can't look away. Um, okay, um, Crispin Glover. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about Crispin Glover. Shit. Um, so Crispin Glover's in this movie, and we just see him in the fucking car with like the seven other people, and he just looks so sweet and forlorn, and he's yeah. talking about a girl that he failed to have sex with. And that's, that's what everyone talks about in this movie. Um yeah. we were talking about how Chris and Glover Crispin Glover 
just is so young in this movie. To me, he just looks so cute. He looks like he could be the main character in is- in like other movies, like leading yeah. on style. This was, I also thought this was weird because it was like, who would have thought that of the, that group, somehow Crispin Glover would be the most normal looking of them. Most normal looking? Yeah. Like he, he seems like the most like leading man of that cohort, which I think is saying a lot about how uncharismatic that cohort is. Well, there was his friend that was extremely annoying. Yes. Um, who basically like had the worst game of all time and just kept trying to like kiss every girl and then like got frustrated when it didn't work. It was um, like Donald Trump maneuvers. It was just like he was really fucking weird. He also like was super dorky. And then there was like the beautiful guy with the hair who you thought was a girl at first. I thought he was a girl at first, and then I was like, oh no, that's a guy. Um, who else? There was another guy. Um, the Paul. Paul, Paul. Which one's Paul? Paul Paul was the one with the very short shorts. Oh, Paul! (laughs) Who danced, who danced suggestively with the girl. Who danced suggestively and also who uh, ran into the lake after the other girl called his name for an hour. (laughs) He clearly wasn't there. And then he had second thoughts and then... Assume. Oh, he's like, I can't go through with this. <laughs> In the middle of the living room, he's like, I can't, I just can't. And she's just like, okay, I'll go sleep with Crispin, Crispin Glover. And oh then he's God. like, I'm yeah. going to go be with my girl. And then he like runs and just assumes that because it's been an hour that she's still swimming. Naked. Well, I mean, but, but she was. Because I mean, she, she was dead. She was dead, but, but that was a cool death too. But very strange. Like, how did Jason manage to like very precisely stab her through the stomach underneath the boat under the water wouldn't it just been easier to go from the top like wouldn't a raft have sunk afterwards yeah and it didn't so that that's another thing it didn't make sense and then he he stabs paul jason stabs paul in the crotch with a harpoon gun and then that part was really that that was an insane death i was just like whoa shoots him but then like did he like fly in the air or something i couldn't quite tell was he floating was he underwater (laughs) it was just i actually distinctly remember him shooting up and then going into the water i'm pretty sure that i'm Um, not sure he was yeah he was flying in the air briefly okay i was like that's a really that's a (laughs) that's a very intense harpoon gun um yeah um it was crazy like some of the deaths were just like some of the deaths, though, I either don't remember or they're unremarkable. Like, someone definitely got... How did the twins die? The first one died off camera. You right. just saw her, like, shadow get stabbed. And oh, then okay. the second one, I think... Yeah, actually, this is the problem. I just saw this movie and I cannot remember how she died. I remember... Um, her in the living room dancing i mean they were both in there at some point i honestly like don't remember how that girl died wow okay anyways well she dies as well they all died they all, they all died. die oh she gets thrown at the window i think that she gets thrown at the window and onto the car oh is she the window car girl oh maybe she's not 
Hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, there's so many characters and so many deaths. This is the problem. Man. Maybe the Wikipedia article will actually remind me of how everyone dies, but then I'd have to remember their names. <laughs> oh my god. The, 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 the people who are there. Garrus's daughter. Who is Garrus? Yeah, we're trying. I, I'm gonna try to like go through and understand like the. I was like, I was like, who's Garrus? <laughs> That's literally like, uh, the next movie. I was like, who has a name in this movie? Who has a name in this movie? Okay, Tina and Terry Moore are oh, the, wow. the twins. Oh my God, I just need to know like how they all die. I don't know. It's like actually, uh, she is the uh, car window girl. She is. Right. Confirmed. Confirmed yeah, kill. Sorry, that, that took a while. It's okay. We got there. We got there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's 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 a weird situation to be in because like I watch these movies. I'm kind of in a like a dull stupor while I watch them. And then I come uh-huh. out and I'm sort of like, yeah, I'd watch another one. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're they're actually like they're really like ridiculous, but I actually really, really enjoy this one because there were just so many parts about it that were so over the top. Like I, I frankly found the other three kind of boring yeah. um, because you're just kind of seeing all these teenagers interact with each other and it's kind of boring. And then eventually I think our, I think our complaint or my complaint in part three um, was that it takes like a really long time for any death to even happen. Mm. Um, or maybe it was part two. Like I had this issue where I was just like, literally nothing has even happened and it's already 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Um, so that was strange. And I feel like in this movie though, I felt entertained by basically all of it because the characters are so ridiculous and there's actually a few deaths happening, um, even early in the movie. Well, they have that super cut montage. Well, also, that just gets you really excited. Yeah. I got excited while watching that. I was just like, oh my god, kill count! Yeah. It's, it's, and it's interesting, like, I think this is the first time that the machete is in this series, but I could be wrong about that. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't even think Jason ever wields it once in this movie. He doesn't? Does he use does he use a machete in part three? Oh my god, I don't know. I don't think he does because I know in like part two it was all like pitchforks and hammers and like knives, and in this one he's like he's like crushing people's faces. He's like stabbing them with corkscrews. Um, I don't think he uses a machete. I'm literally just looking up the murder weapons of Jason Voorhees. Oh my god, his machete is what he's known for. But, but he didn't he doesn't really get it until what? Um okay, he uses an axe, he uses an ice pick. Oh my god, he uses a lot of things. Oh shit, it doesn't even doesn't even say like which movies. What weapons did Jason use? Anyway, I'm sorry, I don't know. Weapons each Jason should have in the game. Oh no, that's a completely different thing. Why does just Jason have one met- weapon of choice? Okay, I think this is about a game. There's a Friday Sadly, thing. I don't know. Um, but I really, really wish that we knew what all, because, like, I don't think the machete is in every single um, movie. No, and, and it was only in this one because of the weird hitchhiker guy who apparently had some random backstory that he didn't feel like sharing until it was too late. Um, 
had with him and was using quite diligently to slash his own tent. Yeah. Oh my God. That was actually really hilarious when like the sister goes to look for the mom, I'm assuming. And then she finds the tent and then I guess goes into it for shelter from, from the rain. And then he just fucking stabs it. Like I think that he thought like Jason was in there, but at the same time, why stab your tent with a machete? Yeah. Also, they killed the dog in this movie. I didn't like that. Well, yes, but at least you didn't really see much. Like the window, the, the dog just like pretty much like jumps out the window. Did he jump or was he pushed? Well, maybe, but either way, you don't see like. I know. It was just like. You don't see. Why, why, why does the dog have to die? Just let the dog live. It's fine. I know. The dog could have just like walked away. Yeah. Crazy. So, you know, in conclusion, Your Honor. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so this this movie has a reputation as being the best Friday the 13th it does. movie. It does have that reputation. Okay, so that's kind of sad. If this is like the peak of the the series, because um, it's not that great. Um, I think it's far better than the other ones so far. True. Um, I think insane. it was really outrageous. I and just, the, ending, I, the ending like does it for me like the the fucking shaved head situation <laughs> like that's just like that's it for me i would love to watch like a camp jason movie like you like you know like campy camp like barry sonnenfeld directs you know um friday the 13th like like john waters does friday the 13th like it's i just need i need them to go full tilt with this none of this like michael bay shit it needs to be john waters <laughs> like when they go to camp crystal lake it's fucking camp <laughs> it's camp oh my god no i mean i think that's a really really great idea i also think that um we we may not have to watch every single one of these but we probably need to watch uh jason takes manhattan you, you just need to see it. And we need to watch Jason X because I need to see him in space. And also we need to watch Freddy versus Jason. Yes. I mean, that one, I, I, I'm a big Freddy fan. So that's... I've only that's... seen the first Nightmare on, on, on Elm Street with you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get into like why I prefer Friday the 13th over all of them. But I mean, it's just... Even even a bad for me a bad Friday the Thirteenth oh sorry a, a bad Nightmare on Elm Street is still better than a pretty good Friday the Thirteenth but that's just me. Well, I mean, I I believe you. I do I do remember loving Nightmare on Elm Street, and I just want to see more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also started like they really get into the whole camp of of what they're doing, and so I think like even when they're super bad, you're like this is so campy, it works. Right, because there's magic in it. There's magic. There's just magical, evil murders. It's glorious. Um, um, I, I should tell you, though, that um, the machete situation, you will be surprised to learn that he uses the machete in every single movie. Oh. Um, I'm on the Friday 13th wiki. It literally says there are four machete victims in the first movie. Uh, Three in the second, two in the third, like what? Like there's literally like 
it's in every single movie. I'm totally wrong. Seems like. It seems like. Apparently, in Jason Lives, Friday the 13th Part 6, he does a triple decapitation and kills three people at once. Whoa. Um, I was going to say, it's not... Like, if you look at the poster for Friday the 13th, the remake from 2009, it's like, it's in his hand in the poster. It's like, Jason has a machete. Versus in all of these movies, it's like, Jason is pretty much like just like lumbering around with just his hands like oh his hands for sure because like i said the machete is in all of them but he only kills a few people per movie with the machete there's yeah, obviously like 11 people in each movie that he murders you know i don't know yeah. if it's actually that many but it's a lot yeah actually in this movie if everyone dies but potentially the two in the end it means he kills like 12 people yeah i'm pretty sure plus the hitchhiker well yeah there's the eight people in the car the two twins the hitchhiker uh and the mom yeah 12 plus the dog who knows if the dog actually dies we just saw the dog heroically jumping out a window the two people in the morgue two people in the morgue yeah he kills 14 people in this movie so apparently only like three of them were with the machete that's why you're right. For the most part, he does seem like he's using his hands. He also uses like a saw right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, then like turns ahead. He uses, uh, he uses like a spear a lot. He uses a mm-hmm. lot of um, things that are like used in water. Like he definitely uses a spear and a harpoon gun like at m- multiple times. <sighs> it's like there's some sort of symbolic value to the choice of murder weapons yeah almost you know what's crazy though like you really don't see aside from in the first movie where they talk about it like you don't really see any scenes of him drowning like originally as a child like so far none of the movies have really shown you much about him as a child being alive i just i I mean at all to be honest this is the thing i just don't get about these movies is like why do we care about Jason? Like, what what makes him so special or interesting? There's I think, literally... I think it's because of his mystique. But what mystique? The answer is obvious. The only thing that, like, is ever revealed about him over 12 movies is that he kind of maybe drowned as a kid, but obviously didn't because he's still alive as an adult hacking people up. Like, that's it. That's, it. that's the, the extent of his character growth. Yeah, like... It's just kind of crazy that you don't really find out that much about him as a kid. Actually, I'm literally looking up Jason as a kid right now, and it's literally all just pictures of him apparently bald and deformed and in the water. So it's possible that there is a scene of him drowning. I just don't think we've seen it yet. Are you sure you're not just looking at photos of Corey Feldman in the movie? No, it's not Corey Feldman. Anyway... I would like to know if there's at some point some kind of like flashback scene. Yeah, Jason as a child. So like this is what he looks like. And in every single picture I've seen, it's him freaking out, drowning. Okay, so we wa- I watched the first movie and I don't even remember. Oh, you know what? It tells the story of his backstory, but like I don't know if this is even revealed in the movie in part two. And he's wearing a sack over his face. Jason apparently never drowned in the lake. And he's been surviving all these years as a hermit in the woods. 
That's why, and the reason he kills people is because he saw his mother being decapitated by Alice, the character in the first movie. He tracks her down and murders her with an ice pick. That's his whole reason for killing everyone, for revenge on his mother. And his mother's whole reason for killing everyone is revenge on him drowning in the lake, which never actually happened. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but like, just play that scenario out. Play that scenario out. Like, how does he jump out of the fucking boat like so twice? There was no boy in the lake. We never saw one. Well, that's what they say. But there was no Jason. Don't you understand? Okay, like, play the scenario out. So what happened then, when he was a kid, is he somehow drowned, but didn't drown, like, washed up on the shore, and then decided not to go back to civilization, was just like, I'm going to live as a hermit, and, like, would have watched the camp close, and, like, be deserted would have seen his mother like coming to the camp and stuff like grieving the loss of her child and like oh yeah he never told her he was alive and he never was like once like i should probably say something (laughs) i should tell people i'm alive he's like no i'm going to continue to live in the woods and fend for myself because that's what you do when you've made this life choice Well, it was probably because the movie really portrays him as like, you know, because he's deformed, he's not accepted by people. So it would, it probably had something to do with that because the movie kind of like pushes that narrative. Um, And yeah, it's, it's weird though, that like at no point did he think to himself, like, I'll let them know I'm alive, but maybe he just wanted to embrace this, you know, this darkness take revenge always wanted to be a hillbilly well i think it's because he sees his mom getting killed and the only reason his mom is killing people is because she thinks that he died because of sex right but like so that's what i'm saying like so what actually happened was he washed up on the shore and no one ever found him and he just was like okay this is my life now yeah um it's a bit strange it's just it's just a weird weird character it's a weird character it's very true and it is like kind of interesting how they this is only something that could happen in the 80s how they like literally based 12 movies off of this character with very little backstory that contradicts itself and no one cares about the logic of it at all and he has died so many times and keeps coming back it's nuts it makes no sense. It makes no sense, but like I, I still kind of love these movies. I mean, because like, they're not, they're not pretentious. They're just they just are. Yeah, they know exactly what they are, and they're just like, this is kind of the problem with the remake versions of these movies or the reboots. Yeah, they, I mean, they take the, themselves too seriously. The reboot is is like it's. I mean, it's not pretentious. It's like a Michael Bay produced movie, right? So it's like it's dumb as shit, but it's also like dumb as shit but like this is important and this is a backstory and this is a you know exposition and this is all that i'm like i don't care i don't care like i know it's like trying too hard to explain yeah it's fine but these movies are just like you you can literally check your brain and at the door 
And uh, it's probably better if you do. I think it's, that's kind of the point of them. I think that's kind of their charm and their appeal. Like, I, re- I definitely like this one more than the others. But do I think that these are the best bad movies ever? Like, absolutely not. Like, they're not as good as, well, basically all the Italian horror I've ever seen. Like, those are yeah. at least better. And I don't even, I don't even know if I like Halloween better. Like, as a franchise or as a one yeah, yeah I'm, I like it I, better, I think. I like one, and then um, that's well, that's about it. But one and two are together, right? Two is a direct sequel to one, but then the rest are completely different. Um, I, I, saw, I saw Halloween 3 season of The Witch, like, a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie, like, okay, it was so fucking random. And obviously has nothing to do with Halloween, the franchise, or witches. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it. It's just like... I couldn't get through it because I was so bored. It's so boring. Um, and, I, I, and, I, and I didn't understand, so I looked into it and I'm like, why is this the movie that we've received? <laughs> like, why is this it? And I read that basically... Um, it was supposed, the Halloween one was supposed to be just a one-off and it did so well that there was like pressure to make another one. And John Carpenter just like, just did not want to do it, but he was like basically forced to by the studio and paid a lot, made a sequel. And then he was like, I never want to do this again. I'm done. And then they were like, cause he wanted it to be an anthology movie series where something happens on Halloween that has to do with killing. And that's why the third one is a completely different plot than the others. And, but it didn't do well. So they just had to bring back Michael Myers as basically the villain of the franchise. And that's how it ended up like that. And I just find that so strange because like, it was never intended to go in that direction. And I kind of think this series is very similar because from like what I've been reading about this, um, you know, the next movie focuses like doesn't focus on jason apparently but like it does like i don't i don't even know and then they they basically it didn't do well and then they like brought jason back the next movie well i mean that's the sense that i got with like having the final chapter but then wanting to kind of give the sense that it could carry on through like this kid right that they didn't yeah the next movie is called the new beginning yeah they didn't want it to just be like um because it's, I mean, it's Friday the 13th, right? It's not like the Jason kills everyone day. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think that they wanted to probably move on to another thing. And but now there's no way you can, you can extract it. I mean, by the time you get to Jason X, it's, it's, it's Jason X, right? Like it's not. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's not even Friday the 13th in space. It's yeah. just Jason X. Yeah. And apparently the helmet looks completely different in space. It's it's um it's garbage, but it's <laughs> Wait, you've seen it? Oh yeah. Oh god damn it, I have not. I have not, but I can't wait. <laughs> it's I I uh, I don't even want to. It's just a bad aliens ripoff. It's anyways. It's fine. It's good. Okay, I'm literally looking at a at a blog right now of like the iteration of all the Jasons in all the movies. Like what they all look like and played by different people. Okay, he looks like a fucking crazy demon in this one. Friday the 13th, part seven. 
this guy calls him like basically a psycho pit bull. That's supposed to be Jason in part seven. <laughs> Why is that what's underneath his mask? How, how, Jesus Christ, look <laughs> at this. That's supposed to be him. In, Why do they keep changing seven? what he looks like? The part seven or part eight? That one's part eight. It's I just, literally don't understand how they keep changing what he looks like and having him look more like less and less like a human being. All the iterations of Jason, it's fascinating. It, it's kind of like uh, like the Mission Impossible. Hear me out on this. Oh God, Mission really? In the or or like um yeah, Mission Impossible in the sense of each new film there's like you you come back because you want to see the slight tweak on the familiar elements you're like you know there's going to be like a heist scene you know there's going to be like a chase scene you know there's going to be or like you know fast and furious you know there's going to be these particular particular oh, yeah. elements you, you like franchises because you want a thing yeah you like you want to see okay how does jason look this time and then you're like oh i kind of like that look or you're like eh, i don't really like that look and then you're just like okay i'll try next time um I, I guess that's partly the appeal of these movies. But. Yeah, I mean, that's why, obviously, uh, they attempted to get rid of Jason. But apparently they don't get rid of Jason because it's like some other masked killer. And I'm like, I don't get it. Maybe it is Jason. Who knows? We'll have to watch it and find out. But, but do we have anything else to add about this movie specifically? Other than how amazing it was. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could learn how to dance like Crispin Glover. That dance sequence was absolutely incredible. It was so awkward. Literally, they're all just hanging out in the living room. He goes and puts on some pretty loud rock music. Like, it seemed too loud. It has no beat that you can't dance to. It was, yeah, it was a little bit strange. And then he, like, asks this girl to dance, or rather just, like, beckons her to come over to an area and then he just like unleashes this crazy routine. And I'm just like, what? I'm not trying to say it was good. I'm trying to say that it just <laughs> came out of nowhere and it made no sense. Like this whole movie. Yeah. And then they all just kind of followed suit. They all just started dancing like that. It was kind of nuts. They all wanted to be as cool as yeah. Crispin. Yeah. And then this other guy comes over, puts on like some like slow dance music from like the 60s. And then they all just coupled up and started slow dancing. It was so bizarre. Yeah. And nobody questioned it. It was not like, why are we doing this? It was like, this is what teenagers do. Yeah. I found it very strange that the, I think what entertained me most about this movie during all the slow bits like this, where you're waiting for a kill to happen. um, Waiting for a kill to happen. That sounded insane. Um, You're basically just observing the teenagers and normally they're pretty annoying and boring. But in this movie, I was entertained by the fact that none of them seemed to be doing normal teenager things. It just seemed like the, the script had said, like, now all of you dance in a circle. Now all of you go skinny dipping together. Now all of you, uh, you know, hang. Like, it just kept t- telling them all to do random things where, like, no one really... It, it was just a little bit too choreographed. Like, now there's going to be a chugging contest. Like... It just didn't seem natural at all. So it was entertaining for me to watch. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's a blast from the past of like what 40-year-old writers thought 20-year-olds did 
Yeah, or even younger. They're probably like 16. Oof. <laughs> or 17, who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we are probably going to watch another one of these. But our next podcast um, is going to be another 80s gem. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Part 2, just like The Godfather. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be epic. Um, I've seen Part 1 already. We're going to watch Part 2. It's going to be great. Fantastic. I can't wait. Christmas horror movie. Love it. Tis the season. Okay, so thank you for listening to um, our podcast on Friday the 13th. I don't know if it's part four or just the final chapter. I think it's just the final chapter. Yeah, sorry. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Man, I feel like I'm going to be forever haunted by Corey Feldman at the end. I'm not joking. He is a haunting, haunting child.